Welcome back, guys. Equity Podcast. Barrick here with the man, Dave Jenkins. Hey, guys. We are talking about our next phase with programming. We it, it happens once in a lifetime. I said something in the podcast last time we had Dave, and I said we'd bring him back on and talk about our next phase. And I actually did it. Here I am. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> All right, so we're doing it. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our next phase, what we're doing, why we're doing it, and how it's going to affect you, um, and and what what we're looking at and why we're doing those things. So, Dave, the first thing that we want to talk about is what is just kind of like just kind of as a quick refresher. Um, what when we're programming for the year, what what are you thinking about? Yeah. So uh, now that we're through our gyms CrossFit season, so to speak, we're into that first phase following that, and we said that that would be a strength phase where we would be leaning toward uh, a bit of a strength bias in our programming. Um, then we said we move into to power output for that second phase uh, for about the second quarter of the, of the year. Then we'll move into like endurance and, and work capacity for that, that third quarter and then open prep is that sort of last quarter, especially as it pertains to the, the, the people on the compete side of things. Uh, yeah, and so we are getting ready to enter into that first phase, which is the strength programming yeah. phase. And, and one of the things, we, I think we really tried to um, really bring awareness on that, yes, we're doing all these things. We have these different phases where we're going to have a bias towards those things, but our overall goal still is to be healthy and fit. Sure. Like, right. that Absolutely. is the goal. And having some periods of time to focus is going to let us accelerate. Uh, not accelerate. It's going to let us um, build up some... Uh, some capacity in certain areas where we might be weak, right? Sure. So, like, yes, in theory, we could get stronger over this super long period of time, but if we spend a little bit of time focusing on that, it's going to let us build up some capacity in a much quicker uh, time frame and let us see some results. Yeah, sure. It's always going to be a mixed modal program, uh, but for the next few months, we'll just be leaning into the strength side of that, right? Of the, of the modalities. Yeah. And, and, still obviously hitting everything else yep. and you, you probably already noticed that like we've gone into a little bit of a kind of like a, 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 a um, uh, deload time and we, we've definitely seen a lot of strict gymnastics mm -hmm. the, the 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 little gymnastics or skill work that we have done have kind of been in emobs instead of workouts so we're doing that except for we're shooting this on a monday except for tomorrow's workout which i love so <laughs> much it's going to be awesome i can't wait for that workout which has some actual gymnastics in it um Cool. Yeah, yeah, the members have probably noticed that we've hit some fives and threes and one rep maxes. That was all to get the numbers that we're going to need as inputs into the yeah the, the work coming up for the next next uh, 12, 14 weeks. Yeah, and kind so. of prep for for it. So we're not just like, oh, what what is this? Right. So we're hitting right. those numbers. Um, all right. So let's go into specifics on what we're actually doing for the next you know uh, you know fourteen month fourteen weeks or so. Yeah. So as you said, it is a fourteen week program, twelve of which is sort of a linear progression, which we'll talk about that in a few moments. Uh, and then week 13 is sort of a prelude into that 14th week, which is a retest of the maxes that we just did. So that's the way we can kind of look at our report card and see how well the, uh, the 12 weeks paid off and how much stronger did we get and all that sort of thing. Right. Um, and during the 12 weeks, uh, we mentioned the term linear program. Basically what that means is we're going to essentially be doing three sets of each of the four basic strength lifts on one a separate day during the week. So bench, squat, sh 
shoulder press, deadlift are the four strength moves that we're focusing on. We'll hit each of those one day a week. We'll be doing three sets of work, starting with 10 reps and then decreasing reps from eight, five to three. And we'll be increasing our percentages, our load percentages, as we decrease those, those reps. And it'll be done so in a systematic way to where the loading is increasing on a very uh, regimented sort of percentage right. increase as we move forward. Um, and the idea being is we're getting down to that near maximal weight in the threes when we get down to that you know, in weeks 10 through 12 so that we're kind of preparing ourselves. Right. With that volume we've accumulated, getting into the heavier loads to be able to retest the max. And uh, so it's not all about a max, by the way. It's accumulating the volume, accumulating that strength. Yeah. Um, all that work that you put in will pay off in, in, in a variety of ways. Yeah. Right, you know, one of the ideas behind CrossFit and, the, and what we do is like the working on your squat is going to make your other things right. better. Like, right. like generally speaking, when we see somebody's shoulder press increase or their back squat increase, their shoulder press will go up. Mm -hmm. Or when their shoulder press goes up, they're going to be able to do more strict pull-ups, right? That shoulder press, we're still building up our body strength and that's going to help you. You're building that musculature and just doing that is still going to help you with those pulling moves. So this is just going to help everything. So, you know, we're going to systematically lower our reps over time, but increase our percentage over time. Exactly. And we're going to get stronger. And the idea is we're going to do these on four different days, mm -hmm. right? So we're going to have each lift every week, and we're going to hit that each each day. We'll have a lift, and then we'll have a metcon yep. accompanied. Metcon skill work. Yeah, some, might, yes, some kind of, right? some kind we're going to keep it varied. Yeah, keep it varied. Um, so four days a week, we're going to have that workout. And then on that fifth day, right, we're just going to be doing a Metcon. So mm -hmm. you're still going to be breathing heavy. You're still going to be working on some strict gymnastics and doing all those things as well. Absolutely. Yep. So we, we got the big the big movers so we can start building that strength. Um, what about... I'm not going to be able to make it every day. So, you know, what are... if what if there's two things I'm not gonna be able to make it every day and then also um, if if the weight feels light so to address the first question we've kept the volume relatively manageable by only doing three sets of each lift each week um, it's not a traditional strength program if you're a power lifter obviously but right. for a crossfitter it's it's ideal uh, yeah. in that it's it's very time efficient um, if you do miss it's easier to make up um, so my recommendation is is that try to definitely do as many of these lifts as you can because uh, what happens is in a linear progression it starts off relatively manageable the, the weight for the first couple of weeks might actually seem light to a lot of us um, but as you move further and further into the progression it becomes more and more challenging yeah. so if I were to drop you into the middle of the program right now or toward the tail end of the program we wouldn't be able to do right. the lifts that we're being asked to do at those percentages because we're building to that so my recommendation is uh, if you miss a day, if, if you have an opportunity in open gym or something like that to get in those three sets, yeah. do so. It's, and, and the way that it'll be arranged is, so for example, if we do back squat on Monday, bench on Tuesday, deadlift on Thursday, strict press on Friday, let's say you miss deadlift day on Thursday. Um, it's still manageable enough to where if you come in on Friday, you can get those three sets of deadlifts in along with your yeah. three sets of, right. of strict press without... Yeah, so we, we have some open gym time, you know, try and get that in if you can. If it's not, 
you know, if you miss one, it's not the end of the world. That's okay. Um, but you know, if if we have some extra time in the gym, you know, we can we can hit that as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And what was my second question? Um, oh, the numbers feel light. Yeah. So in any type of a linear progression, it always starts off feeling relatively light. What what you're doing in that early stage is you're acclimating your body to the volume. Yeah. We're not used to doing three sets of ten of any of these lifts every week, right? So uh, we're going to acclimate ourselves to the volume early on, so it will feel very manageable. Yeah. But as I mentioned earlier, trust me, when you get to the middle, later stages, it gets more and more uh, demanding. So try to stick to the percentages as much as possible. We just did all of our maxes, so yep. for those of you that have those maxes, uh, apply the percentages and, and stay regimented with it. Don't tinker uh, with it as a, really at all if, if, yeah. if, if it feels... Try to stay as close to those numbers as possible. Yeah, yeah. Unless, unless something feels really off, then maybe you know, can see one of the coaches, just yeah, Eric right. or me, and we can maybe talk about an adjustment or something like that. But. Um, so what about people that are just starting out or don't have a one rep max? Yeah, so if you don't have a one rep max and you don't think you're going to get one before, what is it, Monday the 17th? Is that the, I think that's the starting yeah. date on this, yeah. Um, I would say the first day, um, have a coach watch you do uh, your sets of 10, and we should be able to kind of hone in on what was uh, a reasonable set of 10 for you and what it should feel like, what it should look like, and then we can sort of... Um, we can sort of reverse engineer what your one rep max would approximately be, right. and we'll figure that out, and then you can use those percentages for the rest of the right. rest of the time. So it's not always necessary to have a true one rep max to be able to get a good estimate of one right. rep max. So. And, and for those new people, like just doing something that you feel comfortable with, mm -hmm. right? So like for a lot of the vets, like we need that progressive overload. Mm -hmm. Like that's the whole point of us doing this is we want a progressive overload. Mm -hmm. But for new people coming in. We actually don't want that. What generally what we need is volume, right. and not volume for like not volume as in like volume like just volume, volume, volume. Right. Like just do a lot of work. But in order to learn something, you have to do it. Right. Right. So by doing that thing more often, that's going to let us like get those reps, so that in the future, when we when we feel comfortable with it, then we can actually hit a one rep max safely. Right. Because right? When, when you're just starting out and you've never back squatted before, going for a one rep max is not a good idea, no, right? You wanna build those movement patterns and make sure you're just getting some reps. So like, I tell people when I coach and I have a new new person come in, like we've had a lot come in in the last quarter, a lot of new people. And when we were doing those one reps or three reps, I'm like, guys, if, if you're new, you should not be doing a one rep today, right? What I want you to do is focus on somewhere between five and 10 reps and just keep it comfortable. What we're trying to do is we're trying to we're trying to build that comfortability with it. We're trying to build that that awareness of what we're doing and, and making sure that we're staying safe and feeling that movement, learning that movement. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like anything else when you're new at it. You're not going to become an expert overnight, right? It takes time to kind of steep yourself in that, get your body, your nervous system, your muscles, your, your connective tissue, all that, all right. those those aspects of your body used to to being under those loads and doing those particular movements. Yeah, so honestly for a person who's just starting out, just getting through the program at a reasonable uh, amount of weight and getting a good idea of what your max is at the end, that would be a great springboard yeah. for you. Yeah, I mean, like stuff. if you came in right out of this and have never back squatted before and you just do, you know, three sets of 10 at something that feels great and then slowly through, you could probably 
like you're gonna see some results. Oh, probably I mean, more than anyone else. Yeah, probably more than anybody else. Like you're gonna yeah, yeah. like you're gonna see some crazy stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So all right. Um, so this is actually the bulk of what I wanted to talk about. This like the the specifics of that is I think super fun and I think a lot of people are gonna really like this. But I think where most people are like like why does this matter to me? So what I want to talk about first is like why should the compete track people be uh, why is this important to them? Well, over the last 10 to 15 years, CrossFit has made a significant transformation into uh, being a very uh, strength-heavy uh, competitive endeavor, right? People that are uh, at the highest levels of CrossFit now are so much stronger than they were 10, 15 years ago. And that has trickled down all the way through the community. So you get out to, to just your everyday affiliates people are stronger now than, than they've ever been in these CrossFit affiliates. So if you want to be competitive, you want to do well in the open, you want to make it to quarterfinals and, or, or beyond even, you know, sometimes you have to be strong. Yeah. And uh, in order to get strong at all the lifts, you have to be strong at the base lifts. Yeah. You're not going to be a good snatcher, you're not going to be a clean and jerker if you can't deadlift a good amount of weight, if you can't squat a good amount of weight. Um, and so to be a competitive CrossFitter, long story short, you have to be strong. Yeah. But I, my first competition I ever did, uh, we did clean and jerks. My one rep max was 165, mm. and I was not last, right? If you go into an RX competition, and that was RX. If you go into a RX competition with a max of 165, you're probably going to be last. You might not even be able to do the RX yeah, workouts. Yeah, you probably can't do the workouts, yeah, period. Like, yeah. you're going to be doing that for reps generally, right? right. So now I'm at, you know, I, I clean, you know, 250, 255 the other day, right? Mm. Like. Huge difference, like almost 100 pound difference right. in just 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it has changed a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, I think the average CrossFitter at, uh, at, the, at the games level now can probably, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 340, 350 yeah. clean and yeah. jerk and about a 290 snatch. Yeah. And you have several people now that are over 300 snatch. And uh, there was a time when maybe only one or two guys in all of CrossFit could yeah. do it. Yeah, it was like the uh, Olympic weightlifter could right. do that. Right, Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so it's... it's uh, it's a different game. Yeah, so what, what about the train track? Well, that's what this really is, right? This is kind of the train track over a 12 to 14 week period. Yeah. Uh, the idea being is that we are just, we're training, but we're specifically training strength uh, as, again, as our, as our, uh, as our bias, so. so. Yeah, I mean, the train track, the whole goal is to make sure that we're strong for the sport that we're playing or the job that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's gonna help us stay injury free when we're doing stuff, right? Like if you have a strong back, and you know you go to kick a ball, and you know you whiff because somebody you know kicks it out from under you, or you know moves it, and you land on your back. Like if you're strong, you're gonna be more resilient. You're gonna be harder to kill. So, um, and same thing in any kind of physical job. Like if you're strong, it's gonna help you. Yeah, if you have to carry loads for your your job or what have you. Exactly. This is, this is, this is of thing so you know a lot of the people that like the train track they just want they want a lot of strict strength that's yep. what this that's is what this strict, is for strict strength. Yep. yeah uh, and I think the most important this is what I really I, I really hope that we can help with this one is the sweat track yeah so the sweat track I would say is the same concept as the compete track where you know in the compete track you want to get stronger to be able to compete in CrossFit. Well, in the sweat track, you want to be strong so that you can just do do everyday life, right? You yeah. can be fit for life. Um, strength is as basic to the activities we do in life as it is to to CrossFit. Yeah. You know, if you have to, uh, you know, pick up your 
your, your child or, or carry groceries or do whatever it is around the house. You have to have some strength to do that. And not, not just strength to be able to physically do it, but to do it without getting hurt, injury prevention, yeah. um, being able to get outside and play with your kids or your grandkids. All that stuff requires a, a base level of strength, right? So uh, to me, anybody who wants to train and get more fit, you should be stronger. Right? Yeah. So I think that's the idea. Yeah. You know, being stronger, like we said before with the train track, is going to make you harder to kill. And we mean that in a lot of different ways. Like, um, if, if you go to pick something up and you're not strong, you're, you know, you're more likely to hurt yourself. If you can't get off, off of the floor because your legs aren't strong enough, you're going to be in a home sometime, right? Or you're not going to be uh, very independent very long. We, we need that strength to be able to do things. And then on the flip side of that, you know, what we see a lot of times are, you know, you want to go faster. Like, oh, man, I want to get a better time. Not because you're competing, just because you want to get a better workout and you want to, you know, be fitter for life. So being a little bit stronger is going to let you go faster, right? If that kettlebell, if that 35-pound kettlebell feels a little lighter, you're probably going to be able to move a little faster. Sure. If you want to do kipping pull-ups so you can do more reps with that so you can move faster so you can breathe heavier, having the strength to be able to do that thing is going to let you do that thing. Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of people that, that primarily do sweat versions of the workout, they, they, they at times get a little frustrated or a little envious of other people because they can't do certain movements. And, and a lot of the times, the reason they can are just strength limitations. You know, yeah. you're gonna, you want to be able to do a wall walk, you got to strengthen those shoulders, right? Yeah. It's, and so it's, uh, I think it's, it's good for everybody, for yeah. sure. All right, well, I mean, that's, I think, do, do we any want to wrap up with anything? No, I would just say that um, we have our final uh, one rep max, which would be the deadlift next week. Yep. And then the following Monday, which I think is the 17th, 17th. that's the, the, the date that's coming right. to my mind. That's the day we'll actually kick off the... Uh, the, uh, the progression here, the strength progression here. Cool. So if you guys have any questions, just let us know. Yeah, if, if you have any questions, shoot me or Dave a message. Uh, we are more than happy to answer it. Um, if you have any comments about it, if you um, want to know more about it, get a little more in depth, let us know. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's it. I'm excited. Yeah, I think I think everybody's going to enjoy it. Yeah. Watch those uh, strike numbers go up. Yeah. So I think the last time you and I did a, uh, a video, it was like one of our highest podcasts in a while. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure this will be none, none the same. We'll, we'll, we'll probably hit the hit some similar numbers. So um, let's hope so. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you um, for uh, checking us out. Um, I hope hope this helps. Uh, don't forget to invest in yourself. And uh, cheers. Take care, guys. See you.